Hello, and welcome to 218 Time, a podcast by two guys with an approximate knowledge of many things. I'm Feet. And I'm Tommy. And we started so impromptu that we're already in the middle of our conversation. Yeah, uh, so I don't know how much people heard, but I was just talking about one of my favorite Choose Your Own Adventure fantasy book series. I mean, there's actually not too, too many of them, but one of my favorite fantasy book series of all time, which is called the Lone Wolf series. It is a series that was written by Joe Dever, and Gar- and uh, it was illustrated by Gary Chalk. But uh, Joe Dever is actually a very famous, just in general, like author uh, of like a lot of different choose your own adventures and a few video games too. Really? Yeah, he unfortunately passed away in the great 2016 celebrity purge. Oh, that's yeah. a bummer. But. He left behind an absolutely wild legacy of just, as I said before, my personal favorite of, like, one of my personal favorite fantasy series and my personal favorite Choose Your Own Adventure series of all time. It's about this dude, Lone Wolf. He, um, is something called a Kai Lord, and they use this special, like, magic called Kai or something, and he's the last one because all of his friends were killed by the... But, but, uh, what were they called? Um... They have, like, a super, like, 80s fan. Oh, Dark Lords. They're called the Dark Lords. Uh, and so there's, like, different subsets of series. There's the Kai series, which is, like, the first five, where he's kind of, like, a... Like, a, like a, he's still a newbie, but he's, like, getting powerful. And in book two, he gets, like, the strongest sword in the entire world or something. Then there's uh, What powers six- does a Kai Lord have? Oh, goodness. It's been so long. Uh, one sec. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking... They, so, it's not, like, a super, like, super magic. It's almost, like, superhuman abilities with some, like, magic properties. So, like, some of the base ones, at least in the first book, is, like, um, you can, like, I'm not gonna say turn invisible, but you can, kinda. <laughs> you It's called camouflage, and then there's hunting, um, which... So in the book, you have to, there are certain points where it'll go, you must eat. If you do not have rations or any sort of food at the moment, you uh, lose like a health or something. Ah. Yeah. So if you have hunting, you don't need to do that. Um, wait, wait, wait. Cent- so are there like, are there like stats that you keep track yeah. of as you read the book? No, there's, you're, you get a full like character sheet. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then, so the way it works, instead of rolling a die, there's this thing called the random number generator. And it is not a number generator. It is a sheet in the back of the book that uh, has a bunch of numbers on it. And what you do is you you put your finger on a random point in the back of the book, and that's the number you get. Wow. Fantastic. <laughs> it would probably just be better to roll a 10-sided die and just go for it. Because I think they go from 1 to 9. Definitely doesn't seem like it could be rigged at all. <laughs> but he has like tracking a sixth sense so it's like spidey senses um mm. he can like get exceptional skills with weapons he gets like basic healing um he has this thing called mind blast where it doesn't hurt them but it makes you better at hurting them in the future mind shield which is like the opposite of mind blast mind over matter which is just telekinesis that's like probably the most magical thing he has and then animal kinship which is kind of cool too it's like standard D&D level stuff. Yeah, but like just really dumbed down. Busted. Oh. And so, but so basically like what happens is you, at the beginning, you choose five disciplines. So like you choose whichever five you want or whatever. 
and then when you go to book two, you level up and you can pick another thing and it's the same character. So you carry the same character throughout all of the books. That's what I was going to ask. So you always play as Lone Wolf, but like it's the same if you're supposed to read them in order. I never did. Oh, were they like not clearly marked or did you just not care? So I'll explain the way I used to play after I explain how the game is meant to be played. Okay, okay. So because it'll the game will like genuinely do wild, wild stuff. Like in like book six, it'll say something along the lines of if you have this item from book three, turn to this page. If you don't, turn to this page. Like that's how that's wow. how like Yeah. So it's just a one person DD campaign. Like essentially, yeah. It's like super duper nerdy and 80s fantasy and I don't know. It's I always kind of forget it exists. It's always in the back of my mind. But whenever I remember it, I'm always like, I would love to do that again. That was so fun. I mean, does it like, <laughs> do you think it would hold up? Um, the st- so people, I, I just found it. You can literally find all of the books for free online in a special thing called projectaon.org. Awesome. You can literally find all of the books completely interactive with like links to like if you need to go to a certain page like it's literally like playing through a game pretty much that's really cool yeah so basically people if you want to play do it oh yeah joe dever has most generously offered to allow some of his books to be published on the internet thereafter to be downloaded free of charge good for him yeah well the thing is i think he kind of real. i think i'm sure he realized at some point that like well because one there actually are some lone wolf video games but i think he kind of realized that like choose your own adventures aren't something that people are going to seek out anymore so i think he was just like you know what people are going to enjoy this if like they find it or whatever but like i don't want to make people have to search high and low for these books that aren't in print anymore i will say though i do have almost every single one well i don't they're my dad's but i mean mad respect to him though yeah as i was saying we gotta get your dad on this show yes definitely at some point the man is a, a wild wild man so the way you're supposed to play basically is when you die you're supposed to restart the book yeah makes sense book five was so long that he literally had a part one and part two of book five wow and there is a part in book five to keep you from cheating in part and skipping straight to part two where there is a uh thing in part one that you can only find that page number if you use the thing from part one wow yeah so it's almost like a checkpoint it's really wild that's so creative yeah so dude this man was pushing the limits of storytelling mediums he really was and so like uh the thing is like if you're looking to read through a story you should play the way i played which was finger in the book and i won every fight in an epic fashion I always had food. Of I always I always had the treasure that was needed. The finger in the book tactic was my best friend, which was uh, when you were going to make a risky decision, you'd keep your finger on the page that you made the risky decision on. You flipped that page. If it was something you did like, you could take your finger out. Or sometimes I would have like three fingers in different parts of the book while reading it because I was like, well, I need to, I, I don't know how far this is going to go. Oh my God. But, That's next level. Yeah. I think I read through the fifth one probably four or five times do you remember it decreasing in quality at all or was it like oh no 
Because the thing is, when you read through it again, like, you can make different decisions. That's true. And I did this from, like, third grade to eighth grade. Like, every year. Oh, that's sick. And I imagine you were otherwise also not motivated to read. Actually, I was a pretty... Until high school, I was a pretty avid reader. Really? Oh, yeah. I was... Well, I was one of those, uh, as they as they always say, one of those gifted readers. That's not a uh, That's not a pride point. That was more of a sarcasm point. I was one of those kids that, like, was reading at, like, oh, you're reading, like, four grades above your level or whatever but uh yeah. once high school came i completely burned out <laughs> once high school came you were still reading at that fourth grade level and it was no longer impressive i remember one time it was eighth grade and i had read all of the diary of a wimpy kid books at the time and let me see which ones came out by then but i had read all of them except uh for Roderick rules which is the, the second, second one yeah yeah, I because it was just because I think I I think we own all of them except for Roderick Rules. Yeah, but I'd read all of them except for Roderick Rules, and so my teacher had it in the room, and I like grabbed it and I was like, I'm gonna read this, and she was like, Why are you reading that? You're like, and this is once again not me flexing. I burnt out a ton in high school and I barely read, but she was like, That's like over your thing, and I was like, I want to read it. You need to fill in the gap. And I, usually I was. I was a bit of a goody two shoes, so I hundred and ten thousand percent normally would have been like, okay, I'm sorry, I'll grab another book. But no, I was like, <laughs> but I want to read it. I was like, but I need to know what happens. I, I need to, to know it. what the Roderick rules are. Does he defeat Lone Wolf or not? Exactly. See, does he defeat uh, Lord Kragenskull? Dude, we gotta go through this at some point. I'll hundred percent like do him at some point. We might have to do one on the show. I'm maybe that might be really boring now that I say it. I don't think that it would be boring. I think it would take too long. Here, you know what we'll do? Maybe if we ever do like a charity event or a live event, we'll do something like that. Ooh. Did you? I'll. I guess I'll move the question over real quick. Unless you have any other questions about. Do you have any other questions about Lone Wolf in general? Uh no, I don't think so. Hit me. So I was gonna ask, do you have any experience with choose your own adventure novels? Um. Hmm. I mean, the classic Choose Your Own Adventure series of Diary of a Wimpy Kid was... Uh, <laughs> it was named after my life. Yes, of course. I was a diary as a child. <laughs> it was a diary. No, um, although I will say about Diary of a Wimpy Kid, I did once meet Jeff Kinney and the kid who played Rowley in the first movie as, like, promotion for that movie, and my copy of Dog Days is signed by him, and I am very proud of that. <laughs> but... Dude, you have no idea. Uh, I didn't even... You, I knew about the... Uh, Dap Pilkey thing. I did not know about the... No, Jeff Kenny, not Dap Pilkey. That's a completely different thing. He's uh, Captain Underpants, which I did read a lot of as a child. Yes, I did read a lot of that, too. That's another series that went on for way too long. It definitely did. Table of... Oh, there's... Adventure books, though. Oh, what were you gonna say? Sorry, uh, I was gonna say there's also a Table of Illustrations, which is awesome, because the illustrations in the books are great, too. Once again, very 80s. Yes, there are usually probably about 20 to 50 uh, illustrations in each of the books, and they are wondrous and, like, my favorite things on the planet. That's fantastic. I mean, I have very vague memories of Mm -hmm. Your Adventure books in, like, elementary school. I don't remember reading them too much because I definitely would have been the kind of child who was, like, if I made the wrong decision, I'd be like, oh, crap, and then I would just lose all... (laughs) investment and energy because i'd overthink it like a loser so i have like memories i don't remember what the series was called it might have just been choose your own adventure because it was like the classic 
I feel like it's like the kind of main Choose Your Own Adventure series that I always knew of. It's probably the original Choose Your Own Adventure series. Yeah, it started in the... It also went in the 80s. Oh, it started in the 1970s. Cool. I don't have a whole lot to say because I don't remember these too well. I just have vague memories of seeing them in the library being like, this looks cool. And then it's vaguely familiar, like cover art kind of style jumps out to me. Apparently there were 184 books, which is insane. Yeah, there's a board game. What is this picture? What is going on? Oh, okay. So, um, for some reason, this is the... What did you send me? <laughs> so, I, maybe this tweet should be the one that comes out with the video. I don't know. So, this is of... I can't remember what they were called, but it was, like, the Dark Lord's troops. But there's one that you, like, slice... So you're, like, fighting on a rooftop, and you, like, slice his mask in half, and, like, he falls off the side, and I think it's the funniest thing, because he looks so, like, he doesn't look scared, he just looks displeased that he is falling to his death. He does. I would not have gotten the impression that he just got wiped at with a sword by this photo. Yeah, he literally is just, he has, for, if people aren't, check your Twitter, which you should. To 18 Time Pod on Twitter. Yes. Follow yes. us. Uh... He is, like, falling upside... Literally, it looks like it was a picture where Jer Gary Chalk just started with it was a guy who was raising his sword at Lone Wolf, but then he was like, wait, we need somebody falling, and he flipped the picture update upside down, finished it, and then just, like, added some extra stuff, and it's it's such a goofy picture, but I love it with all my heart. It's fantastic. I mean, I think this is that aesthetic you were getting to a long time ago. Yes, the 80s... What's it called? Just the 80s fantasy aesthetic. It really is great, and I feel like it happens a lot, mostly with, like, literature and tabletop games. If you look at the covers of the book, that is some 80s shit. Like, I'm telling you right now, it is some serious 80s, like... Mmm. Oh, yeah. Did you, did you look? Oh, yeah. I mean, even the picture that I found, like, the, the edges of the picture are, like, frayed, and it kind of looks a little, um, aged. I, I will say that he, uh, it looks like he, there are a few different covers for it, but the original cover, or at least for the book that we have, it is the one where it is, there's a big golden placard, and in green it says a role-playing adventure, in red it says lone wolf, and then it's this mm -hmm. guy with, like, super swoopy hair, a green cape, and there's, like, wolves and dragons around him and stuff. Yep, that's the one I'm looking at. Yes, dude. It's, uh, wow. <laughs> there's a lot going on in this cover. Oh, but it's, it's just so... Mwah. It is. It's, it's very much that kind of, like, really cheesy fantasy adventure that, as a kid, you'd be like, yeah, I want to go on this. As a kid, do you mean right now? <laughs> that's also fair, I suppose. Uh, but it's just, it's just cause like, it, it's just, it feels like a perfect escape from the real world. I yeah, go. no, absolutely. I want to leave the real world. I totally world. get that. I want to be lone wolf. I want all my people to be dead. Yes, I not want really, to be the not only really, one. But I thought that was funny. Could you imagine? He's like, nah, I don't care about reviving them. I, I like being the only one. It makes me special. I don't think he, I don't think he wants to revive them. I think he wants to avenge them. Ah, okay. Are there like force ghosts of, uh of kai lords <laughs> there's jedi it's fine i mean now that i'm thinking about it like a little bit there was definitely some nah, it's jedi i'm also i'm posting the cover to the discord too if you want to put that on the twitter as well 
Yes, I will put both up. Those are all of the covers that I have in my household of at least the original, like, eight books. All of the Gary Chalk books, because Gary Chalk stopped uh, doing... Like, the book cover artwork? He start, he stopped doing the book cover art. Oh, he started doing the artwork in general. He stopped doing the artwork in general. That's um, a bummer. Yeah, I mean, I think it was one of those... Yeah, it was definitely one of those things where, like, he was just done. I mean, 30 books is a big commitment. I mean, he did a lot of other games. He did, like, Battle Cars, Hero Quest, Cards and Rulebook, uh, Fantasy Warlord. All games I have not heard of. They sound wonderfully generic and not yeah. Hero Quest, Battle Cars, Fantasy <laughs> Warlord. Um, but yeah, no, it's like, I, I'm sure Gary Chalk, there was no none of that bad blood in between him. It was just one of those things where it was like, I think I'm going to go my own way. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. It's Or who knows, maybe they hate each other. Did you ever read the uh, Animorphs books? No. Me neither. I kind of hoped you would, because I don't know enough about them to talk about them. But you want to talk about whack book covers that <laughs> stayed pretty consistent through a really long series. Where it's just a really, like, it's like a Photoshop where they just keep, like, make, making them more, like, opaque or translucent in each thing and just mix the animal with them. Ugh, wild. Oh, it's terrible, but it's beautiful. <laughs> Apparently that series got really dark. Apparently the series was good. Yeah, and there was a TV show. There's like a three hour long YouTube video where a guy explains why Animorphs is good. Wait, that's right up my alley. <laughs> to his to his friend. Honestly, now that I think about it, yes it is. Here, let's see if I can find the video. Oh, uh, is it Animorphs 101? You have no idea what you slept on? Yes, that's it. It is Dude, four hours four long. Hours. That's exactly the kind of crap that I would watch, because I don't got the time to read Animorphs. Child Soldiers, PTSD, Disembowelment, not going to say the next one, but The Horrors of War, all subject of this fun 90s teenage uh, teenage romp. Dude, children's books, literature in general, man oh man. Yeah. I say I don't have the time. I've been trying to get into audiobooks lately, trying out Audible, sign up for a first free month of Audible with... Uh, the code 218 no i wish but i am currently trying out after last week's discussion and just thinking about for a while some of the extended universe star wars novels i literally just today started reading the first timothy zahn book mm -hmm. not far enough in to be able to say anything about it but i'm excited to talk about that one day i'm sure but hopefully i'll be able to get through more books so apparently i'm looking deeper into these guys together they're called the procrastination the procrastinators but apparently it's a relatively common, like, form of theirs to make four or five hour long explanations about different things. Like, uh, one of the other guys, he's called the best guy ever on YouTube. He has One Piece 101 PCP University lecture, and um, it's five hours long. Oh my gosh. I just love the people that go on YouTube and for hours on end just talk about whatever random obscure thing they want. I mean, is like, that effectively what we do? Jeez, you are kind of right. I just love people like me because I'm great and there should be more people exactly <laughs> like I am. That's sounding kind of sus. <laughs> you can see... The, not, not like that, not like that. <laughs> I mean, they are a podcast, so it does make sense. Ah. Uh. But, like, the passion just comes through in those videos, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. Like, that's one of the reasons why I really love Jenny Nicholson is because she'll just make an hour-long video about a theme park, but not even about the rides, just about all the random atmosphere around it. I'm like, I'm here for that. Hell yeah. 
in general like youtube has that weird place in between like i'll say fifty thousand, even ten thousand ten thousand to five hundred thousand subscribers that's like the most obscure shit on the planet do you know what i'm saying yeah you can find a video essay on anything our friend recently i don't know if you were around hanging around in the discord but one of our friends was like hey, I watched a video about why hold music is such low quality. And I was like, yes, dude, that's the kind of content I want in my life. Like, I would never have thought about that otherwise. And and then there are, in a weird way, some, like, YouTubers who just, like, somehow keep that obscurity, even though they'll have, like, millions of <laughs> people, if you catch my cold. I do. Who are you thinking of in particular? I'm I'm not sure. I'm, I'm just kind of, like, like, scrolling through, and I'm like just looking at there are people who get big on that yeah like uh i mean he's not one of the millions of people but he's over five druid or nil which his whole thing is literally looking at and joking about maps wait that's fantastic i mean he started off with like watching games of hearts of iron 4 and just commentating over them but now he literally like it's like which country shares the longest border with france there's a whole video where he goes to a map museum in la See, I don't normally care about that kind of stuff, but, like, that sounds really interesting, and I know that because he's making that content, he's going to be really interested in that, too. Yeah, it's it's very wild. And then, uh, I mean, he's not in the hundreds of thousands, but there's this other YouTuber who I watch. I talked about him in, I believe, the YouTube episode, uh, Point Crow, who literally just... I mean, he does have other content, but for the most part, he literally just spends... He's a streamer, and he spends most of his time just doing, like, random shit and uh, Breath of the Wild, where he's like, I'm gonna be Breath of the Wild without using stamina. I'm gonna be Breath of the Wild with only the bombs. I'm gonna be Breath of the Wild where I can't see the game, but the chat tells me what to do. Yeah, those people who are just having fun and doing something they're really passionate about to that really niche audience, I have so much respect for those people, and I love that content because it just it pulls me in. Another, I guess, I mean, he has over 500,000, but it's uh, this is Dan Bell. He's a YouTuber who does some urban exploring, but his, like, main thing is this show called Another Dirty Room, where he just, he and these two other guys just travel around America and go to, like, the grossest hotels and just, like, talk about them. And then he has another series called The Dead Mall Series, where he just goes around the country to different malls that are, like, closing down, but aren't completely closed, and just explores them. I love this. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the, so, the thing is about Dan Bell, this is, this is, I'm not... I, I'm subscribed because I do enjoy some of the content. I'm not personally, like, a massive fan. I don't know. Um, and then even with uh, proper people, like, they're over well over a million at this point. But, like, literally all they do is they travel around the world and fucking, like, just walk into abandoned buildings and then usually get kicked out. <laughs> right. And I, I would say urban exploring isn't, you know, as, like, it's not as, like, nerdy of a thing as, like, maps or something. But it's still not something that most people think about, I think. So, like, I don't know, I think a big reason that these people, you know, come across is because people like seeing people passionate about things, you know what I mean? Like, it can be infectious, depending on the personality, obviously, but it can be infectious. I mean, that's why I, like, was talking about Brutal Moose on the YouTube episode, and he just does all this random crap. I normally wouldn't watch, like, cooking videos on YouTube, but I don't know, he draws me in because he just has this weird way that he goes about it, and I'm just like, this is great. Yeah, I mean... That's why I started this podcast with you, because I like sitting here and hearing you go, let me tell you about this Choose Your Adventure book series from the 80s. I think I think one of our first, like, great talks in general was <laughs> one of the first great 218 talks, and uh, arguably one of the most legendary, was when our neighbor knocked on the door 
and told us to shut up at 1am because we were screaming about Martin Scorsese. I had <laughs> blanked that out. That is true. <laughs> we were just having a passionate discussion about when he said his thing about Marvel movies not being cinema. And we were just having, you know, a, a not a heated discussion because we were agreeing. But, like, we were just really interested in it. We were talking, and I was not using my nighttime quiet hours voice. So yeah, we got a we got a complaint. Yeah. Understandably so. Oh no, we were so loud. It was it was not our best moment. I will say, okay, so I'm looking. Um, I don't want to turn this into a full uh, into a full YouTube episode. This is probably gonna get me not hate, but this is gonna get me some form of like people being like, oh, you like this guy? What are you about to say? Um, have you have you have you ever heard of morgues? <laughs> no. So have you ever heard of Mr. Beast? Yeah. And, and you know, like, Mr. Beast's general content of, like, challenges for money and stuff. Right. So, Mr. the thing about Mr. Beast's content is as much as it's very much geared toward, I guess, uh, younger audiences, people our age can still enjoy it. Because the thing is, like, all the personalities on his channel, for the most part, are pretty, like, enjoyable. The same cannot be said for Morgs, as it is very much geared toward younger children as morgues spends the entire time yelling and emphasize like he'll be like we're going to do hide and seek for ten thousand dollars and stuff like that so i'm not subscribed to him but so he has a family it's 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 him and then there's his younger brother his mom who i don't know much about his younger brother but the kid if you look at any pictures of him kid looks baked out of his mind the kid's like 12 but he looks like he's (laughs) (laughs) you just gotta see it his mom who also is very much like a mom whose son is now famous and she's trying to i guess be exciting for the camera and then there is bald martin bald martin bald martin who is his stepdad his real dad is in some of the videos and his real dad is a very i don't want to be mean here but just a very like uncomfortable individual in that he just looks like a weird mixture of uh pope benedict and julian assange and it just makes me kind of uncomfortable i'm just looking at a thumbnail of him well the title is my dad tells me i'm adopted obviously very clickbaity title and gonna be a clickbaity thumbnail is it a, is it a bald guy or does he have a full head of hair though he has a full head he has hair okay so that then that is his dad because bald martin is he's he's not completely bald, but he does not have much hair. The picture is of I assume Morgs looking really like distressed and like his hand on his head. He's like, oh no, and then to and the then right t- is his dad with the weirdest <laughs> smile on his face. No, he looks. It's a look of like, hmm, yeah, you are. But it, but like the thing is like, doesn't he look like a villain in a movie? His dad. He kind of does. A little bit. And, and here's the thing. Once we're, again, we're not saying that to like. Yes, mean. we're not saying we're not saying that's man. we're not because the thing is, I'll admit he's not a terrible looking man. Full head of hair, kind of clean. But he's my boy, good. we have nothing against this man. Yeah, but uh, Bald Martin is just like he's this weird mixture of just like a guy you'd find you'd stereotypically find at an English pub, but also who is trying to be entertaining for these videos. And I love every minute that he is on screen i think that he is hysterical i don't think for the reasons he wants to be but he just comes in and just like i'm bald martin and i'm here to tell you about morgues 
and he has just this very he like looks amazing. Oh my gosh, he's I just... loved him. Oh, uh, and all all of his videos are, for the most part are just uh, what's it called? Cuts from Morgs's. It's basically just Bald Martin highlight reels, but also Bald Martin. The man is shredded. Really? If you look at 22 seconds or 21 seconds in the Bald Martin versus Morgs fight video, (laughs) the man is very short, but holy shit is he ripped. Oh, wow. Dude, Bald Martin fan club is starting up here, I think. Yeah, he's just like, okay, guys, so listen here. But he has like a very like, he's a very gritty English accent, unlike Morgs and the others who, I'm not going to say posh, but they have very like typical British accents, but Bald Martin sounds like back in the day, he and the boys used to get into fights in the pub. (laughs) On the the internet, it's turned from like back in, you know, the beginning of the 2010s, it was like, oh, the British accent's so attractive, oh my gosh, and now it's just like, oh, it's all this then, and everyone's just making fun of British accents, like the turnaround is crazy. A bit sad, isn't it? But I think it's because, like you said, people are focusing on a different kind of aspect of it now. Well, the thing about, like, the old internet, uh, not the old internet, I mean, if you want to really get into the nitty-gritty of uh, modern uh, history starting from 6000 BC, where basically, in, t- say, today's modern day, early 2010s was, like, the birth of Jesus, but, so ancient history. But, like, back then, especially with YouTube, it was still kind of the Wild West, where, like, people were literally throwing stuff to the wall and seeing if they stuck. And there definitely still is an aspect of that, because you still get a lot of channels that kind of cut that kind of like spring up out of nowhere and they're very original and it's usually a personality thing but you also get a lot of copycat channels that just do the same thing every single video um because it panders to younger audiences which is fine thing is a lot of people talk negatively about that but i'm like they're making money off of doing something really easy i don't personally see a problem with it um, like people are like it's so stupid and it's like well you're just mad because you can't do that or you don't want to do that you know mm. I don't know I never I never saw the point in like tearing and tearing certain content content creators down because their content was like gross uh, you don't put any effort in and it's like maybe not as much as you do but the thing is it's getting it's getting results it brings us back to a point that is going to become a motto of this show of just things get popular for a reason and sometimes it sucks and sometimes you don't have you don't ever have to agree with it being good but like it's kind of hard to sit there and go there's nothing good about this when you know you have things that get millions and millions of hits for one reason or another yeah but the thing is like who am i to say that those videos are garbage when i'm watching bald martin and laughing my ass off because i think that it's the goofiest shit on the planet like what am i to say honestly i mean you got me hooked on bald martin he's just such a wholesome man i'm here for it have you heard of uh the report of the week i have (laughs) yes the man himself the running on empty food Food review another man who is doing something not like niche but like he has a very unique way of doing things i think and a very interesting personality, yeah. and, like, that is what brings people in, and yeah, his... his passion for it is great. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that he did not deserve all of his fame, because 100% he did. He works his ass off. He puts out a video every week, 
and he also is like a podcaster and also does a shortwave or at least used to do a shortwave radio channel i think the radio show turned into his podcast or something oh, yeah because he had a radio show yeah. for a while had he not had that big meme value and had he st- not gotten and once again not at all saying oh i don't think he deserves it i do think 100 percent he does but uh, had he not gotten that meme value, he would be one of those niche channels. He would be, like, one of those channels that has probably, yeah. like, a few hundred thousand subscribers. And it has a super close-knit community and stuff. Because that's the thing about those shorter, those smaller channels is, like, the communities are usually so much stronger than in, like, a 30 million person channel, you know? Yeah, I mean, I won't reveal the name, at least not on air, because <laughs> I don't need to <laughs> reveal facts about my past in this oh are you gonna talk about the podcast uh no i could that i will reveal Uh, okay what what were you gonna bring up uh there was a youtuber that i watched and she had like less than five thousand subscribers i forget why i found her but i got really into like her thing just because she was making dumb like vlogs and videos about songs she liked or whatever and I was like, this is cool. She seems like a genuine person or whatever. And I just, I met some other people in the community. We became friendly. I don't watch her so much anymore, but it's not because of anything she did or anything. It was just, you know, growing up, changing. Does she still post? But like, uh, I think she does. She's she's grown a lot since then. She's not huge now, but like, she's not, you know, sub 5,000K. But yeah, I made some friends through this community. You know what I mean? Like, I don't talk to them anymore, but like, like you said, it's really close knit. And to the other extent, I guess I guess I may as well name drop them. One of the biggest influences for me making this show is uh, We Studios, worst episode ever, a Simpsons podcast, and 90s Percentile, both of their shows. I've been a huge fan of since the beginning of most of those, and they were kind of like the reason I was like, I want to do a podcast one day. It seems like a lot of fun. And they're just really like chill guys. You know what I mean? Like being part of like the live streams and recognizing other people, It it's really nice. It's nice to be part of that like small community. Which is why I'm really hoping we're building that one up here. If we don't, so be it. But I would kind of rather build a small, strong community than be, you know, super huge. Because well, I've always, I've always like said that if I ever, you know, had any sort of community following me, that I would hope, I would rather a community be like smaller and supportive instead of like big and kind of mean. Yeah. Not saying I would be against having a large community. I'm just saying I would rather have a kind community, I guess, than anything yeah, else. Yeah, that's a, that's a better way of putting it. I agree. It's, it's an interesting place, this website of YouTube is. It's crazy how, you know, two years is a lot of time in internet time. It's so much happens. Yeah. Like, it still blows my mind that the Ugandan Knuckles meme is, like, over two two and a half years old now. Ugh. Like, how wild is that? That's really wild. Meme history is crazy. Oh, bro, that might have to be an episode. It could be. I know at one point you wanted to talk about, uh, like, internet or YouTube history. I do definitely want to get into YouTube history. I think that that is going to be an extremely long episode. Hey, maybe we'll do a a two-parter or we'll do something. Who knows? We'll figure it out. Maybe that'll be our first, like, four-hour-long video. Who knows? (laughs) We're going to start releasing four-hour videos not just the first Every playing week. Lone Wolf, but we're going to sit there and talk about the Diary of Wimpy Kids series for seven hours. No, wait, that's that's not niche enough. What's what's more niche that we could talk about? Uh, I mean, Lone Wolf's we'll pretty sit- niche. That's true. 
will sit there and talk about Ikea Heights for seven hours. Dude, yes, dude. I would. I would. High art. I love Ikea Heights. We also, 100%, we should have a 218 story episode. I'd be down to do an origin story episode. I mean... Maybe that'll be a milestone episode. I was going to say, that could be like, if... Not to be presumptuous, but if we get to say, like, a year or something big like that. Episode 52 or something like that, yeah. Yeah, I like that idea. Or hell, episode, like, 30. We could be like, well, we didn't know we'd make it this far. Or maybe if we hit a certain goal of how many people, of, like, watches or listens or subscribers or followers or something. Whether it be 10, whether it be 100, I don't care. But yeah, we, we will keep people that. posted. Yeah, probably on Twitter at two eighteen yeah. time pod again. I know Twitter sucks, but it's a good way to keep in contact yeah. with us. There's also our Instagram, also at two eighteen time pod. There's our subreddit r slash two eighteen time where you can start a discussion, and you can subscribe or follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, whatever podcatcher you want should be there if it's not let us know but if you're there also leave comments leave reviews let us know what you think of the show good or bad it helps a lot and we really appreciate it all right well i I honestly i honestly think that's it yeah i think we had a good up here yeah it's it's a it was a it's a short one too i think we've reached a natural conclusion yes yes all right thank you for listening and uh godspeed uh reservoir